Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com. And with me today, as always, is the producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, we are in August. School has opened. Transfer is going crazy. But today, we are talking about the class of 2019 G. H-S-A, Player Rankings. We are, Kyle. It's the second podcast that we've done for the second year straight. Of course, it's long. it's been longer than that that you've been doing these rankings. But last year, I think we had a very informative podcast, lots of audience participation, questions trying to understand and break down where these top 100 seniors are in the state. And we'll be doing that again on this podcast. It is August School has started, and we're that much closer to regular season basketball. But before we get into the nitty-gritty, we'd like to thank our Spielin' and Dealin' podcast sponsors, Sportal Space. Yes, Sportal Space connects communities through youth sports. You'll be seeing us in your gymnasiums, at your fields, at everything you got, your courts. We will be covering high school sports, our cast of crew going out to games, so... Uh, be at all these different types of events from softball to football to basketball all throughout the year starting our football coverage this year we will have a game of the week every single week live broadcasted on our youtube channel just search sportal space on youtube give us a follow subscribe support what we are trying to do for these kids in these programs it has been a lot of fun so far, and I'm looking to doing some more fun features, especially during the upcoming football season. And don't you forget, basketball season with the Sportal Showcase, December 8th at South Paulding High School. Some of the best teams from across Georgia, teams you might not have heard of, but they will all be there, all of those teams, very strong contenders in their respective classifications. And with that being said, we'll dive right into the top 100. It is the boys, so before we get started, I did see one comment on Twitter asking, what about the girls, Kyle? Is there any plans to do a girls top 100 or top however many in the near future, Kyle? I would love to, but I don't think it is responsible for me to try and do that. I am not able to see as much girls basketball as I would like. I was able to get out to Atlanta SummerSlam. Uh, but other than that, especially during the travel ball season, uh, there's just not enough going on. I'm not, I don't want to rank all these players based on just numbers I see on max preps. I want to be able to go out and see them with my own two eyes and pass the eye test as well. But, uh, there's certain conglomerates in the AAU circuit in Georgia who does not allow outside media. They have a monopoly on the game. They do not want, uh, these kids getting covered by outside markets and so that means that is hurting these uh, girls exposure uh, they're getting great exposure at those events but uh, as far as the high school season goes they're not really giving me much of uh, a leg to stand on so I would love to cover high school girls basketball and um, be able to rank it but I just do not see enough of these girls all throughout the year to feel confident on putting out some rankings that would be considered the gospel it's just not just not enough information out there for me to see. I don't want to put my name out there and say out of all these girls, I haven't seen um, half of them. When I do these 100 boys rankings, I see about 95% of the players. But on the girls' side, uh, just not enough information available for me to be out there and cover it. So with that being said, I would love to. But uh, the powers that be, they do not want me in their gymnasiums covering during the uh, AAU 
period. So that really hurts uh, the amount of coverage and uh, knowledge I can get on these girls. So sadly, I will not be doing a girls ranking. Very well spoken, Kyle. And you kind of mentioned it, what you need to make these rankings. You have uh, the three Ps here. Players are evaluated on production, potential, and pedigree. For those that didn't listen last year, break down a little bit how you go into constructing these rankings and how you look at what goes to what goes into account when you make these lists. First of all, this does not necessarily mean these players are ranked by um, going to be the best college prospect. Uh, this is more of what you've done over the course of your high school career and what you have coming up your, your senior season. But production, I want to see, are you the dude? When you're playing high school basketball, what I care about when you're playing against other teams, when there's set defenses, we love travel ball and everything, but there's no set defense, there's no game plans. You know, the best of the best are always going to shine, but when you're going up against a certain defense and everything, are you the dude on your team? Do you have the production? Are you putting up the numbers? Are you? Is it easy for people to see when they go to your high school game that XYZ, this kid right here, this is the best player on the court at all times? So you have to have the production, the potential. Uh, I just said it's not all about the college uh, side of things, and that is true, but potential to be a big-time high school uh, standout. Some of these kids are late bloomers. Have they done enough to say, okay, you got the size, you got this, you got that. I think they're all going to put it together. Some of these kids play on really good teams and they are playing behind Division One players the entire time. And now they have patiently waited and now that potential will come to fruition. And uh, it's not the case for everybody, but potential does go into these rankings. I do take that into account. And lastly, pedigree. Another thing um, has a little bit of an effect on these uh, on these rankings. Pedigree. Are are you on a team that wins three games every year, and you're supposed to be the best player, but you can't win more than three games in a season? That's probably not great. Pedigree is have you at least won a couple games? Um, you can't be you know doing this you know being the best player on a team that wins one game a year and expect to be ranked unless you're averaging 40 points per game or you're doing something crazy even then if you're averaging 40 points per game you should be winning more than one or two games a year so pedigree are you a guy that has been named to an all-region team have, have you have you won games at the high school level have you carried your team? You might not have the best supporting cast, but are you still doing everything in your power to be the best player on the court? Uh, that is what I'm looking at when it comes to pedigree. And going right off from pedigree into the point guards, you have the top 20 point guards in the state of Georgia listed. I'm looking through these names, the top 10, top 15. I've seen a lot of these guys play. And I was out at the state championships. I covered some Final Four matchups last year, some AU ball here and there. But um, I guess that goes to tell you how much these guys have been winning and most of these guys in the top 10 especially have made deep runs into the playoffs, Kyle. Yes, you're right about that. I mean, number one, went to Kyle Sturdivant. Uh I think it's closer than uh, the, the mainstream media might think. I mean, yes, he is, he's good. He's got all these big offers and everything like that. But and not, not saying this had anything to do with the rank. He's still got number one, but he has not won. I will take Hunter McIntosh, Mikhail Bethea. I'll take Messiah Thompson. Any of those top five guys, I'll take them and I'll put them up against anybody. Those are really good players. Messiah Thompson, he's been um, one of – I mean, he's hes hes climbed so much. I've seen him a lot over this summer. I had him, you know, in that, that middle range. But every time I saw Messiah Thompson at North Atlanta, he's been super impressive. The only knock on him is that he is small. But he has some of the best court vision in the entire state. He is a major competitor. Um, 
I'm a big fan of his game. Uh, so uh, those top five guards, uh, super impressive. Mitch Ganote, another guy, is just going to punish you with his style of play. He'll back you down. He'll, he'll spin. He'll spin. He's tough. He's physical. There's a lot of good guards in the state of Georgia. There's always a ton. But I think when you start, you have to look at Kyle Sturdivant. He's been doing it in the highest classification, the highest level. He's been flourishing on the travel ball scene. He's got the offers to go with it, which I don't put too much stock into offers, as we'll talk about that later. But Kyle Sturdivant is a, a good pick. But I don't think you can go wrong with any of those uh, top five, six, seven guys. And so, Kyle, when you look at the point guards, you noted you uh, mentioned Messiah Thompson. He's rising his stock a bit. There's some other guys on this list. Who? I'll ask you a two-part question. Who first has risen their stock the largest over their junior season, and who do you anticipate being the biggest stock riser over their senior season? Well, a guy that came on really strong over the end of the summer but did not crack my rankings was Trevon Reddish over there at Eagles Landing Christian Academy. He is sitting on nine offers going into his senior season. And, you know, I watched him play. He he has a good floor game. I'll give him that. He has a good floor game. I saw him twice, but it was early on in the season uh, at Hoops Giving. But I saw him twice. He averaged nine points per game, four rebounds, five assists, two steals. Numbers that aren't going to pop off the page, but I, I love the assist number. I love the steal number. Class A private coach um, just yesterday, and he was saying, "Yeah, he's he's a real deal. He can really uh, he can really uh, do a lot of things out there. He's a legit prospect." But uh, nine offers—that's a lot of offers sitting on to be heading into your senior season. I'm looking at these guys in my my top five: Hunter McIntosh. You I mean, Hunter McIntosh, Bethea. Thompson, Ganote, those guys combined, I don't think they have nine total offers. So that's that's a lot of offers to be sitting on. I know he played with the Team Force, who isn't uh, really like a, a powerhouse program, a good steady program. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what he does uh, this season because Jermaine Mann is gone. Malachi Rhodes is gone. The two guys that transferred in, you know, no loyalty there. They transferred right back out. Uh, and and Reddish was the guy that did transfer into Elka, so he'll be there. Now it's it's a guard show. I mean, to be honest with you, Eagles Landing Christian Academy probably should have won the state championship last year, but they had no shooters. They had nobody outside of uh you know KJ Jones. He he could hit a couple threes. They had no guys that could shoot from outside of 15 feet, and that was one of the things that really scared me about Trevon Reddish, uh, and one of the reasons why I, I, I got to see it at the high school level to fully be a believer. He made nine three pointers as a point guard last year. That's you know that's he's got a he's got the overall floor game. He's got the size. He's got everything else, but you got to be able to shoot the ball some, and that's one of the reasons why I, I left him off. But he has every opportunity in the world to really flourish his senior season as Elka is going to have to be more of a guard-oriented team. And uh, your second part of the question, uh, who who could uh, really break out their senior season? I guess Reddish is a, a good answer right there. Uh, but Jalen Harper, I have him slotted at number 16, little brother of Jared Harper. Uh, who is at Auburn now? Uh, I got it. I guess he's seen some playing time, but he hasn't been the man at Pebblebrook. Pebblebrook had Mervin James at forward. That all those trenches that moved in, uh, Dwight Murray, who's at Incarnate Word now, I think. Uh, but Harper, I've seen him, you know, two or three times this summer. 
He's not super tall, but he can pull up off the bounce, you know, on a dime and knock down some threes. He is a very good shooter. I like how his uh, his physicality, he can finish at the rack. I think he's a guy that's really going to have a chance to break out and kind of step out of the shadows, even though his brother hasn't been there for a while. But all these other Division One players, I think Jalen Harper could have a really good year at Pebble Brook. We'll head over to some of our questions. A lot of people had questions about the point guards. This first one comes courtesy of Kawasi Reeves at Hype South Media on Twitter. He asks, GMT point guard Malik Faustin is an under-the-radar guard hidden here in middle Georgia. He scores in bunches and has had an above-average high school career up to this point. What are your thoughts on him, and where did he fall outside of your top 20? That is a good question, and that was a guy that I uh, specifically came to watch play at um, Best of the South and I watched him play, and, you know, I've seen him over the years. Actually, the two times I trekked over to Augusta uh, when I was watching whoever played, they were playing GMC, so I saw uh, Faustin play when he was like a, I think it was like a sophomore, sophomore or a freshman, freshman or sophomore. So I watched him play as a long time, uh, a long time ago. I watched him develop um, from afar. Uh, he's got a funky shot, but, yes, he can fill it up, but I saw him play at the best of the South in uh, – he did not have a good game, and it, you know it. It left me kind of disappointed. I wanted to see him grasp this, and you know they weren't playing like a superstar team either. I watched him play, and he was, you know, I don't know. He had maybe four or six points. He did not put on like I know he can because he averaged what twenty points, six rebounds. GMC should be one of the best teams in the state in Class One A public. They should be uh, probably one of those top three uh, contenders, a favorite to win the state championship but I, I just watched him play and the numbers that I saw him put up during the high school season did not match up with that one game I saw him play but it was one game um Faustin was at the bottom of my rankings you know I make 50 60 adjustments I mean I've been I, these rankings have been out for about three months and every single guy every single time I go to a, a camp setting or uh, you know an AAU event or uh, team team basketball I'm going back, and what I see, I am tinkering with the uh, with the rankings. So this this has been an ongoing process. This is not just I just you know whatever put it out there, and then it's just sat there. It has been going on up and down, up and down, player stock, up and down movements all the time. And uh, Faustin was definitely in the discussion. He's going to have a, a another big season at that Class One A public level, but. I, I, I watched him play, and it just it did not coincide with the numbers. But uh, GMC is going to be really good. He's going to average over 20 points per game. He's going to have a fantastic senior season. He is a very good guard, but I just could not seem to fit him in with my top 20 point guards in the state of Georgia. Brian Gonzalo at BGonzalo3 and Luke Winstall at Luke Winstall on Twitter want to know why Matt Gonzalo is so low at 15. Matt Gonzalo, very good player, very quick. He is energizer bunny for this St. Pius team. Back-to-back state championship appearances, but those back-to-back state championship appearances, um, he I don't know, he ever he had maybe like four or six points in both those games, so wasn't able to really bring it on at the, the highest level, but he is a great great player now if you're looking for see when we do these point guard rankings and all these rankings it's it's just what you like are you looking for a guard that can score are you looking for a ball handler are you looking for a defensive guy now if we were to re-rank this and have this as okay i'm looking for uh guards that are strictly great ball handlers and good passers mackenzie would probably be top five in the state he handles the ball he protects the ball he is a good passer he plays in that great offense 
but his his offensive production because he is so unselfish uh it kind of comes and goes uh so he's i mean i don't know how many 20 point game 15 point games he's had at the high school level maybe against some of that lesser competition but he is he's a very good player he's had a really good season with the atlanta all-stars and he is a, a very 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 good high school guard but the the one thing that that could be a knock on him is he doesn't really hunt his shot enough. And he is a talented guy. He can definitely score the ball. Um, but it, it, it'll be interesting to see how he does his senior year because Everett Lane is not there. He was always on the, the receiving end of the last pass of that, that, you know, when St. Pius would whip the ball around and it would eventually get into Lane's hands and he would drill a three. He is not there now. That is going to open it up for other players to kind of get some more scoring in. Who's going to be at the end of that? It's usually, um, Gonzalo initiating the offense and getting everything going, but I want to see him score a little bit more just to be that much of a threat on the defenders, not just as a ball handler and a guy that can run the offense to a tee. I want to be able to see him score the ball a little bit more. And finally, I know we mentioned this earlier, but I don't want to leave out anybody who took the time to comment at us on Twitter, ProConsciousAthlete at ProConsciousA and Claude Banks at ClaudeBanks75. Want to know why Messiah Thompson is number four? The rest of the tweet reads, just curious what your definition of a point guard is. The kid averaged 18 and 10 last year, second in the state in assists, and he had a killer summer. Kyle? Uh, I already had said a lot of really good things about Thompson. Thompson, he was close to 10 assists a game. Didn't quite average 10 assists a game, but, yeah, he definitely moved up a lot. He is very good, and, uh, yeah, he's he's very good. To be number fourth in the state, that's pretty damn good. And when you're talking about Georgia high school basketball and it's such a guard-heavy state, fourth in the state, uh, that's really, really good. Uh, Bethea, uh, McIntosh, Sturdivant, those guys, a little bigger than him. Uh, you know, but still, they, I mean, Thompson could go up with any of those guys but they are a little bit bigger they have had a little bit more production over the course of their years uh but thompson had a, a monstrous um a monster monster junior season and he's going to have a really good senior season north atlanta is going to have a shot to go pretty deep in class 6a uh, they got to get some things figured out with paperwork here and there but no thompson uh top four you could argue to you know move him up a, a slot or two but definitely a top five point guard in the state of georgia i think it's a no-brainer we will keep it moving right along to the shooting guards they are the next up on your list top 20 shooting guards in the state kyle just give us a rundown when you're looking at shooting guards do you look for the ability to score do you look at the defensive end what's the number one thing you think a shooting guard should be able to do proficiently well a shooting guard should be able to shoot and uh a lot of these guys can shoot but the thing that separates uh i think chase hunter from the rest a little bit he is a uh, definitely a two-way player he can bring it defensively when he's locked in uh, he's tenacious he's a great athlete he's about six two six three explosive but i've seen him knock down some threes sometimes you know it's in a, a team camp setting, so it, you know, you can't take too much into it. He turns it on, uh, when the season is, uh, you know, engaged and everything, but he can really fill it up. He's a, a, a top notch player. He's got big time offers, which again, offers don't really mean a whole lot when we're doing rankings. It, it kind of helps you a little bit, but Hunter definitely is warranted with that. Brendan Tucker, another explosive electric type player, kind of like, um, you know, a Russell Westbrook type. Um, again, he, he definitely has not had success at the high school level as far as winning games goes. He has, I think the most games he's ever won came last year, uh, and they won Dakula. They had probably the best backcourt 
in uh, Class 6A as far as balance and everything goes, but DeCula only won 16 games, and that was uh, really bad. Uh, but, I mean, if they they got to come piece it all together. Now, if DeCula doesn't make the Final Four this year, that's going to be a – that's going to be a, a bit of a disappointment, but Brandon Tucker, uh, as an individual, he is uh, definitely a standout. He can shoot the ball some. Uh, shot selection, I think, has gotten better. He can get a little wild at times, but uh, out on the open floor, there's not many better than him. And then Devin Butts, he was the guy that really shot up 6'5", probably the, one of the best pure shooters in the state of Georgia, if not the best pure shooter with him. But the one thing with him is, if the shot's not falling, he has to be able to get to the basket. And I saw him over the summer sometimes, and he was just way too content with taking contested 17- and 18-foot jump shots. He's way too good to uh, just settle on that. I mean, everyone keeps telling him he's a great jump shooter, and he, he really is. But don't fall so far in love with that that you're going to take long contested twos and 17-footers and 19-footers. Yes, that is outstanding to have in your arsenal and you're going to hit a lot of those but make sure if it's if you know you miss your first three shooters keep shooting but put your head down get to the rim he can definitely do that and i've seen it in spurts with him uh but a couple times i just saw him get just get taken out of the game just settle on the jump shot but uh when he's aggressive when he knows to you know get loose you know off ball stuff he's got to get better at freeing himself off ball but uh when he gets the ball and he can get to the basket and he's got that in his arsenal and he's got that going and with the jump shot when he's mixing that two in where it's not just he's just going to shoot jump shots uh he is definitely uh one of the best scorers in the entire state probably a top five score in the entire state when that jump shot's on and he is being aggressive and he's getting to the foul line so Devin Butts uh, a big time score at Stratford he just has to remember I can do more, more than just shoot it to the basket let me hit some floaters too uh but yes he is a very good very good player he is one of the a big time stock riser in the state of Georgia well, you just answered one of the questions. Who are some other uh, stock risers, and who do you see prime for a breakout season in this shooting guard list, Kyle? Um, Malik Battle was phenomenal every single time I saw him play. Malik Battle from Douglas County transferring to Alexander. He looks like a Division One shooting guard. He is just, you know, a very pure jump shooter, can score because he can go to the basket. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. Alexander Cougars should be should be a favorite to win the state championship in Class Six A because Battle he is battle tested he is he has been so good he he's been super impressive I haven't seen him play until this summer and he's just wowed me every single time with his consistency you could pencil him in for fifteen to sixteen points per game uh, a big time score super impressed with him uh, he's one of the guys that has really risen their stock. Um, a guy that just fell out, just did not make the cut, but was very close. Marcus Foster at Drew Charter, uh, a strong-bodied 6'4 shooting guard. Drew Charter in Class 1A public. They should be very, very good this year, and he's going to have plenty of opportunities to uh, really exploit these teams and uh, put up some big numbers. Uh, I'd like to see him handle the ball a little bit more and become a little bit more of a guy that could steal some time at the point guard position when i saw him play he was you know they, they went put a press on and they really took the ball out of his hands he's got to kind of demand the ball some more but he's a big physical guard i think he's very good um i don't know if we got a question on him or not but a lot of people 
Uh, well, not a lot of people, but a couple people have been mentioning Quincy Olivari from Westlake, uh, athletic guy. Saw him a couple times over the summer. Another guy that he's he's got to prove it a little bit more on the uh, the high school scene. But a lot of guys from Westlake have played very well this summer. And if Westlake, all these young guys, now they're turning into old guys, they can put it all together. They could be very good. But Quincy, uh, super smart, high academic, high character kid, which is, you know, a coach's dream makes him super recruitable at all different levels, division one down to division three, whatever. Everyone should want a piece of him. Uh, very good athlete and can shoot the ball. I've been talking to, uh, Chuck Jones, who has been seeing him develop over the years, and he said he has gotten better and better and better every single year. So the best may still be to come for Mr. Olivari over there at Westlake. One more question before we get to the uh, fans' questions, Kyle. For someone in the 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 range in the shooting guard list, what would they have to do in their senior season to get up into the, let's say, break the top five, top seven, um, if we were going to do an end-of-the-season player ranking list? Well, it's probably common sense and it's probably a smart answer, but uh, play well and win games. That's very important. You see guys like Ben Shepard. Ben Shepard's got some like Ivy League. Uh, I don't know if he's got the offers. but I, I, Yeah, I think he's got a pen offer. He's got some big offers. He's been coming on strong. That's the guy that's been moving in the right direction. Uh, but a lot of these guys just go out and take care of business. Don't, don't I don't need to hear you complaining about the rankings and where you're slotted. Go out there and take care of business. That's that's all. That's all it is. It's a job. Get your schoolwork done. Do what you need to do at home. Go out there. You should have the mindset to dominate every single time. You have to have that mindset that you're the best player on the court. Now you just got to go out there and prove it. So that's what those guys have to do. Just play well. That's it. Just play well. Make your team. Make yourself. Uh, you know, unable to go unnoticed. You have to make a statement. Uh, that's what you got to do if you're one of those players. And one last player I want to say that uh, I was impressed with over the summer. I think he broke his foot or broke something. He's he's injured right now. But Julian Alexander, I think he is going to have a big-time breakout year once healthy at Sandy Creek. I was very impressed with his size, about 6'4", shooting guard. Uh, can shoot the ball, can get to the basket. Uh, I think he's going to be a very key role for Sandy Creek if they want to try and finish the deal with T.J. Biggerstaff in the senior season. We have one question about the shooting guards, this one from Kawasi Reeves. He says, Northeast Macon senior guard Darius Dunn has been a model of consistency since his freshman season. He's produced and claimed many accolades as well. Was there any particular reason reasons he missed out on your rankings that you'd like to elaborate on? No, he's, he's very right. Darius has been a, a big-time scorer. Uh, over the course of his career, he's averaged uh, 16.4 points per game, averaged close to 21 points as a sophomore. That went down to 15.8 as a junior, but he sacrificed his scoring to win more games. Northeast making, uh, yeah, they won 18 games. They went to the state playoffs. I think, uh, I think it was Glenn Hills that eliminated them. And uh, they beat them pretty badly. Yeah, 80 to 47, they got beat down. But I do like Darius Dunn. He rebounds pretty well. He's just a really skinny kid. He's real, real, real svelte. Listed at 160, uh, soaking wet. I don't know. Um, but he does rebound pretty well. Uh, just, you know, I, he, he's definitely in discussion. He was one of my guys on my uh, honorable mention list. I just couldn't really put him in there. I mean, the guys that would have to go out, you know, Jalen Lamar at Wilkinson County. He won the state championship. He was like their leading scorer this past year. He's very good. Nicholas Watson's a, a big physical three-point shooter, you know. 
Uh, Shamar Jones down at Johnson, Savannah, a guy that's wired to score. Darius Dunn definitely in the discussion as being one of these, um, these, these top better scores. Uh, but, you know, Northeast Megan, they don't see a whole lot of Metro teams, which shouldn't really make a difference. But uh, Darius, he's, he definitely is one of the top scores in middle Georgia, and he's really good. He's been consistent from day one, as Kowasi said, uh, but just couldn't find a spot to slip him in there. I had so many, uh, you know, back and forth, back and forth with that number 20 spot, which I gave to Rico Hallman Jr. at Grayson, and that's the guy that really hasn't done a whole lot over his his career uh, at the varsity level. He played some more this past year, but now he's going to be thrust into a role where he's likely going to start uh, he's sat patiently behind some really good guards at Grayson, and uh, he played with that Atlanta Celtics team. He's played some high-level competition. He's about six foot five. He's starting to piece it all together. But yeah, Darius Dunn, uh, a guy that really knows how to score the ball, um, just just couldn't fit him in there. But no doubt, a great great high school player, one of the greats uh, in Middle Georgia, and definitely at Northeast Macon. And with that, we'll move it down to the small forwards, another list of 20. Looking at the top five, a lot of names we're familiar with. We've talked a lot about guys who've been kind of waiting to play, transferring around here and there. Um, break down the top five for us, Kyle. Oh, boy. Let's see. The top five in the small forward position. Well, this one's probably going to catch some uh, catch some eyeballs and turn some heads. But, you know, I I went with – Marcus Watson over Isaac Okoro, and Isaac Okoro has all the the accolades and the great stuff and the USA basketball, and he's really, really good, and he can be really unstoppable uh, getting to the basket. But the one thing is Isaac is not a very good shooter. He's He struggles from the foul line a lot. The three-point shot is, you know, it, it's hit or miss. I think Marcus Watson is a more complete offensive player. Marcus can hit those threes. Pretty good shooter. I'm sure he's decent from the foul line, too. He's got a very strong body, too. Another great athlete, just like Okoro. Uh, and the, the, one of the deciding factors, too, uh, uh, you know, Marcus Watson has a state championship ring. Uh, Isaac Okoro does not yet. And McEachern, we know how that's broken down these past two years. They were probably the best team on paper, but they had not been able to finish the deal. And, uh, you know, uh, Marcus Watson has been able to, but I do think Marcus Watson is more well-balanced offensively. Isco Core to really take his game to the next level, he has to get a consistent jump shot. Um, but Isaac, no doubt, you, you take either one of those guys, you're going to win uh, a state championship most likely with those two guys. Those are two uh, stalwarts, uh, big-time players. But, yeah, I just had to go with Watson over Okoro because he is a better overall offensive player. And the rest of that top five, Jalen McCreary, he might not even be playing high school basketball in the state of Georgia this year. A lot of nasty stuff going on around him. A uh, lot of lot of weird stuff going on. Uh, that whole situation has drastically changed from when I first had to write a story about him uh, leaving Wheeler. Everything has changed, and it's a real shame. So I don't know what's going to become of him or where he's playing high school basketball at because it sounds like they are dead set on getting out of Kennesaw Mountain. Jalen Williams. Um, impressive, very impressive. He's always been a monster at Brantley County, a team that is not good, and I don't think they've ever made the state playoffs with him. They possibly may have. I don't think they even did last year either. Um, but 
he's a monster and he dominates at that level, which he should, but he's got to get those guys into state plus. He's got to get them at least to a sweet 16 berth his senior season. He is a high major superstar player. You got to find a way. I'm sure they're triple teaming him and double teaming him, but you got to find a way to get into the state playoffs and get into the Sweet 16 with a star like Jalen Williams. And then T.J. Bickerstaff, who probably plays more, but, you know, he plays multiple positions. Bickerstaff's probably going to end up being more of a guard in college, uh, but he's he's slowly but surely improved, improved, improved every single year. And now this senior year, he's going to have to be a and assertive every single night out and I think he has that in him to be the guy for Sandy Creek and hopefully for their for their sake get them over the hump but Sandy Creek uh should be another team uh going to the final four again but Bickerstaff has been very talented but assertiveness has always been his saying I think he's ready to take on that leadership role and be an aggressive score for the whole 32 minutes Kyle, I want to talk about the guy you have at number 10, the number 10 best, the 10th best small forward in the state of Georgia, Deontay Page. We saw him at Sportal Exposure just a couple days ago. Yes. Uh, talk about the biggest stock riser, uh, maybe one of the biggest stock risers out of all the positions, uh, very close to it. Uh, definitely at small forward position. Deontay Page, he averaged about six points per game last year at Westlake. You knew the name, didn't know too much about him looking at him, you know, he, you know he's got the got the funny haircut and cool cool looking guy blah 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 but man he can score the ball at all three levels he just knows how to score nothing too flashy i found out he could dunk the other day but he's not throwing down crazy windmills he's not a freak athlete not a an elite shooter not you know but he is just a jack of all trades he makes some unorthodox tough shots he likes a fadeaway jump shot from the mid-range can get to the basket and finish is a a, you know a pretty nice sturdy frame um so you don't have to worry about him uh, having to put on some more weight he's got a good high school frame to him that kid just knows how to play the game and knows how to score and knows how to win games he flourished with the georgia elite ballers he came in and was just you know, just great for them. Uh, Deontay Page, if Westlake, um, you know, Coach Rogers, if he lets him play and lets all these guys, instead of, you know, sometimes we fall into the, we got to play all the guys with the offers and stuff, but Westlake should have a dang good roster. Deontay Page, Chase Hunter, Dylan Hunter, Frankie inside, Caleb Wallace, Quincy Olivari, uh, a bunch of other young guys. Westlake, talent-wise, talent-wise, should be one of the top teams in Class 7A. Now it's up to Coach Rogers to put that all into fruition, make that turn into another state championship. They don't have Chuma Okiki anymore to win them those championship games. But Page, you got a lot of good pieces over there at Westlake, and Deontay Page has really blossomed into a nice player. Whenever I hear you say that, Kyle, they are on paper the most talented team. It always seems like a bit of a condemnation because you see what happens. They get a bit into the playoffs, and they always seem to fade first, second round. It's it's very hard to win a state championship in Georgia. And the one thing is, I'm not saying this is with Westlake. I'm not saying this with anybody specifically. But when you have so much talent uh, accumulated at one spot, and you know Westlake's talent is good talent, but they're not all Division One superstar guys. But when you do have some Division One superstar guys, we've seen it in years past with a school that wanted to bring in seven transfers and it all went down in flames and they couldn't even make the final four with about seven or eight division one guys on the roster there's a lot of i don't know if it's the players egos but the people with the players egos whatever they're so used to being the man it's a lot of personalities you have to congeal into one and that's you know it's you got to be a really good coach to make sure everybody is on the same page and you got all these guys with 
high major offers all saying I'm going to be the man I'm going division one I'm going to the NBA someday you got to bring them all together it's it's always a dream to coach an all-star team but when you get an all-star team for 30 games and you're going up against teams that are playing good defense and I don't care what your stars are or what your 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 offers are uh, you got to make sure they're all on the same page and it can be easier said than done at times You've mentioned a lot about offense. You put Watson over Okoro here in the small forward category because he's a more complete offensive player. But, Kyle, how much does defense take um, – how much stock do you take in their defensive performances in ranking these players? And who is the best defensive small forward you have on this list? Yeah, I mean, defense, it's, it's very important. But to be honest, you know, just look at the NBA. How many guys are only in the NBA because they're good at defense? Luke and Bob Mute, he's terrible. I'm a Clippers fan. He stinks, but he plays in the NBA. At the very least, the best defensive players are 3 and D guys. They can knock down threes and play good defense. There's no one that's just, you know, and I know we're not in the NBA, but there's no one that's just playing good defense. And I, I made it all the way here because I played good defense. Bruce Bowen, even he, you know, was a 3 and D guy. You have to put the ball in the basket. You, you got to be able to score. Uh, scoring is the name of the game. Uh, but with that said, defensively, uh, you know, Stanley Ease from uh, Mount Bethel, uh, new to the GHSA, I think he has a chance to be one of the top defensive guys on this list. I know he is just a bundle of energy at about six foot five, rebounds, crashes the glass relentlessly. Uh, great effort. I think he is probably uh, has a chance to be the best defensive player out of this uh, group of players, um, especially perimeter, you know, guard multiple positions. I think Kendall Lewis is a pretty good defender too. Athletic can block some shots. Uh, and if you're looking for a guy that, you know, a stationary positional post defender can guard multiple position, play multiple positions, uh, AJ James at Elbert County. Now he's about six foot two, but he's used to guarding Dylan or he's at North Georgia. Now from Banks County he was six, seven, AJ James would mix it up with him nonstop. AJ James knows how to defend the post, even though he's given up a lot of size, especially in the travel ball circuit. He knows positioning. He knows how to defend the post. He knows how to get there early, deny it. Don't let them get uh, deep post entries. And that's a guy that really can play positions two through five at Elbert County. And that's one of the reasons why he made it at number 20, because he is multi-positional. He is so valuable to Elbert County. He helped turn that team into a big-time team last year, made the Sweet 16. Kind of came out of nowhere. And they should be very good again in Class 2A. But uh, A.J. James, he just does the little things out there, a nitty-gritty guy that's just going to get the job done defensively and give you some offense offensively as well. We have one question, this one also courtesy of Mr. Reeves. He asks, Baldwin 6'7", small forward Justin Webb had an up-and-down 2017-18 season for the Baldwin Braves, but made some good strides this spring and summer running running with Team Georgia Magic while playing some stiff competition. Did he receive any consideration for your top 100? And if so, where did you have him? That is exactly right, Kowasi. Uh I have him in my honorable mention. I'm looking at his name right now, but the only reason he did not make it, and you hit the nail on the head 1,000% right, up and down. He is very, very inconsistent. He used to be at GMC, and I watched him play. He's got the size. He's got the length. He shows he can knock down a couple threes here and there. And he even had a great spurt against St. Pius. I think he had like seven points in the second quarter in the in the in the final four. He, you can see it, but he just can't put it all together and bottle it up and play like that the entire game. If he could, he'd be a big time player. But he's just he's wildly inconsistent. Averaged four points per game this past year at um, at Baldwin, but. 
the talent is there. He's, you know, a, a stretch four, can knock down the three, play some small forward as well. You know, he plays multiple positions. He's long, but for him, it's all about consistency. Justin Webb is a good basketball player, but we cannot have games where he has zero points, and then he has 10 points, and then he has four points, and then he has 15 points, and then six points, six points, two points, two points, 10. He's got to be consistent. If he can piece it all together, and he was right, he did make good strides playing with the Team Georgia Magic, knocking down some threes on the perimeter, rebounding, doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. If he can piece that together and make a statement saying, I am going out with the Blaze of glory i'm going to ignite my recruitment i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna be a player it can be done he just has to find that consistency and do it uh the talent is there it's just you know it, it is 110 percent all up to justin webb whether he wants to be a great high school basketball player or just a very good one because he has a skill he is talented it's just all about consistency and we'll move down to the power forwards with that. Kyle, um, tell us what Ramin, you look for. Ramin, I'm going to cut you off real quick. I wanted to interject one last thing, one last thing, one player that uh, had a chance to make the small forward list, Avante Letterer. Uh, he is at Walnut Grove. Uh, I think it's his fourth or fifth school now. He's been he's been all over the map. I think it's his fourth he, because he, you know, he was he was at Heritage Conyers, then he went to he went to Salem. Uh, he might have been an Alcovey at one point before that. Then he went to Green Force this summer, played with Green Force, and then he ended up at Walnut Grove. But he had a really good uh, summer with uh, Team Eat. He was very impressive. I watched him play the one game. He can knock down some threes. He's about six foot six. Um, he has a Division One offer in his back pocket. He's been. Uh, very impressive. He could shoot the ball. He can do a, a lot of things out there. So he he can have a real breakout season. The only thing with him is, I mean, he's just he's never been on never been on the floor. He's coming into his senior season with a three point per game average. But if you saw him play over the summer, he has a chance to break out and be very 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 good for Walnut Grove and kind of have Walnut Grove sneak up on some people. But he's just got to make sure everything off the court is all settled. Make sure he's healthy. Stay focused. But talent wise, Avante Letterer. Uh, he can really play. He's just got to prove it and do it for every single game during his final season, high school season. He's got to go out with a bang, but he has a talent to do it. Sorry, Ramin. No, please. And now we'll go down to the power forwards. Kyle, when you're looking at this power forward list, break down the, uh, you know, break down the list for us, what you're looking for, and how you came to make this top 20. Power forwards, can you rebound? Can you score the ball inside? Can you do a little bit of this, a little bit of that? Uh, Dontavious King does everything and I had Jared Jones number one for the longest time but no way Dontavious King he is a monster he is the best power forward in the state of Georgia he came in um, from I think it was like South Carolina last year one of the Carolinas last year in the middle of the season became eligible that's a whole nother story I don't know I mean it was you know he moved in there it's a random school ended up at Dutchtown and he turned Dutchtown into a freaking power I think they ended up going to uh, might have been like the Elite Eight, something like that. And they made it into the state tournament. And they were, you know, they were 14 and 14 or so going into the state tournament. So this was a team that was just, you know, just trying to keep their head above water. Then you get Dante King coming in, and he absolutely tears rims down, and he just turns his team into a powerhouse. They lose by 14 in the Elite Eight. 
to Miller Grove. But King came in and just started dominating. 18 points, 8 rebounds per game. This is a big guy that can handle the ball a little bit. He's agile. He is built like a brick house, but he can move. He can throw down some nasty posterizing dunks. He could shoot the outside shot a little bit as well he's a complete package he is a bull in a china shop he has that kill mentality he is a monster inside for dutchtown dutchtown is going to be a team to be reckoned with reckoned with uh with cam Bryan, who i believe is still there going into his junior season number six six player versatile piece but dante king he is a beast i i like him a lot he i think he could tear up any any power forward or at least play right up with them uh, another guy who rose his stock a lot, and I, I'm happy to say I feel like I'm one of the one of the first ones from the the statewide scene to go down there and see him. I drove four da- four hours down south to see Mackenzie McFadden and Coffee play Tiff County. He is again guards multiple positions, anywhere from three through five. Uh, the lefty at the top of the press defense for Team Power, so impressive. He's got some post game as well. He, he's not afraid to mix it up, even though he is, you know, kind of thin. But he's got some lean muscle on to, on him. Uh, he can play down low. He can knock down the open, you know, eighteen foot jump shot as well. He is a very good player. I like Mackenzie McFadden a lot. He will be at Sportal Showcase over there at uh, South Paulding High School, December eighth. They will be playing Campbell. That is going to be a great game. But Mackenzie McFadden. Uh, a good one and then there's been some other guys jay rucker uh josh luzane uh jordan black a lot of these guys have really been rising their stock because georgia is a guard state and you really don't know what you got until they're getting to their junior and senior seasons with uh you know a, a bulk of these big men you don't know what you have until you got those guys and a lot of these guys have been playing very well coming on strong i think sammy mike at number 13 i think he might be piecing it all together he had a very good summer he has shown that he can play multiple positions he's got a little bit of a small forward game in him can shoot the three can put it on the ground a little bit uh protects the rim fairly well um but a guy that really rose his stock and he's a South George sleeper. Zeph Felton might not be as offensively skilled as some of these other guys. Coming in at number 17, he was dominant at Sportal Exposure at a 22 and 25 game. He is a double double machine at six foot six at a Dooley County. He rebounds, he rebounds, he rebounds, he rebounds, and he dunks, he dunks, he dunks. He showed a uh, you know fairly decent touch from about 10 feet and in. He showed he could you know put it in the basket here and there. Could probably stand to develop some more uh, low post game and work on his ball handling some too. But Felton, he is going to be a good option. I don't know what the grade situation is. or I mean, I'm not going to say he's Division One just yet, but this is a guy that's going to be playing college basketball if he wants to play. Uh, big rim runner. He, he does what he's supposed to do, just active on the glass. Very impressed with Zeph Felton, Dooley County, and he's going to have to play a bigger role. Jaquavis Brown has graduated, so that means Zeph Felton likely should be uh, more of a scoring option this year. So don't be surprised to see him put up 15 and 15 a night down in Class A public. Zeph Felton, a very good sleeper, a very good rebounder. He's come on super strong from South Georgia. Well, Carl, you stole two of my questions. You answered them before I was able to, before I was able to even ask them in the power forward list. So we'll go straight to a Twitter question. Um, at Hoxley AAU asks, what about Jacob Harris and Jalal Williams, uh, North Paulding and East Paulding forwards, respectively? Where did you consider them for your rankings? Yes, Jacob was in there. Jacob was in there. Um, uh, I saw him play a little bit at Georgia State. 
I can see why people like him. Like Covenant Christian, I think, has offered him. Uh, I think Emmanuel College has offered him. Uh, I think that's a very good level for him. He he does have some skills. He's probably more of a small forward. I mean, he's got the power forward size, but uh, physicality, I think he's more of a finesse player than a banger. Uh, I hear he can shoot the ball a little bit, do some good things. Uh, he's a very good player. He's going to have a really good, um, you know, finish up his high school career. But yeah, he's probably more of that division three type role. And, uh, but yeah, he's, he, I mean, all the numbers they've been putting out, they say he's 20 and 10 every single game. I caught him at George State, didn't have his, his best game, but I could see why people like him. He, he does have a, a finesse game. He could shoot the three, do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, I do worry when he, he goes up against some of those maulers on the low block. Um, they could probably give him some problems, especially if they try and back him down. Uh, but I think he could stretch those guys out offensively and take them off the dribble. But uh, Jacob Harris, yes, he is on my honorable mention list. I thought he uh, he's, he, he's primed for a big season. We'll see what they do over there at North Paulding. But, yes, Jacob Harris definitely in there. And uh, who was it, Jalil Wilson? Is that his name? It is Jalal Williams, I want to say. Williams, uh, yeah. Uh, East Paulding. Uh, East Paulding, he's got he's to gotta get the job done at the high school level. I saw him a little bit, uh, and people have told me good things about him. He is another long forward who's been improving, pretty athletic. Um, they got J.W. Cantrell over there now, so that, that shouldn't help with his development. And they don't have to play in a gimmick offense anymore where it's one pass and jack. And so that 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 will be very good for his development, that they're running a real offense that will be um, probably better for um, – I know he's a big man, small forward, and play multiple positions, but he should probably be in a, a good spot to have a, a nice season. Uh, more, you know, probably could get some more shots in that offense. But yeah, last year it looks like he averaged six point six rebounds and close to three blocks per game. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely going to be one of those uh, kind of a, a sleeper guy, a late bloomer type guy. But uh, Kyle, we have finally made it onto our last classification: the centers in the state of Georgia. Before I say anything else, um, I know you're going to break down the top ten for us, but we're looking at number nine. Ibrahima Jarju, he's from Holy Spirit Prep, a GISA, or GISA, depending on how you pronounce it, school. Not a GHSA, but he still gets accolades in the top 20. Yes, because <laughs> two days later, just the other day, he says uh, he transferred over to Holy Spirit Prep. So it was already out on out on the internet as Green Force, but he has decided to join that burgeoning super team so it's a little too little too late i can't take him out and we might have that same problem with number one babatunde akimbola uh he might not be playing high school basketball this year he might be going to auburn early there's been whispers about that so uh the center position will be in flux i suppose uh but number two right behind him trayvon walker six foot six number one football player in the state of georgia two-time state champion he might not be super, you know, offensively skilled. He's 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 fine, but they don't ask him to do a lot offensively. Uh, but I mean, just it j- just would bull everybody else out of the way. Just so good with his hands, great rebounder. Um, that's why he's number two. Two state championships, uh, the biggest physical specimen in the state of Georgia when it comes to big men. Uh, knows how to play the game defensively, just a complete anchor. If he wasn't on those two ups and lead teams, things could have been different uh, just because he was just the problem solver at the rim. Outstanding. Uh, Brady Spence, 
Um, I remember seeing him as a freshman. He has improved and improved, and he is the definition of it. Takes big men a, a little while to develop. He is getting that coordination still, uh, but a great shot blocker, uh, probably the, one of the best shot blockers in the state on the elite rim protector. He averaged, I think, close to like five blocks per game last year. Uh, so he can um, really get the job done. Malachi Rhodes just transferred to Wheeler. Along with Rodney Howard, that's going to be a log jam inside. And Rodney Howard, we got him ranked at, looks like number six, all miss. He's got a lot to work on. He, he struggles guarding the ball screens, not very mobile. He's kind of mechanical and slow, um, but he is a space eater. He does rebound, and he can, he can finish when he gets it up close. But uh, I'm very interested to see what he can do at Larry Thompson. Larry Thompson has been the the post whisperer. He's done a great job. He turned EJ Montgomery into a really good player, uh, from a really good player into a superstar player that's now at Kentucky because he told him to get his butt on the block, and he turned him into a dominant force, and he's got two big men inside that he can do that with too. So they're going to have to do a lot of work. Uh, it could really help Rodney out as far as uh, the post game. Uh, but uh, he's uh, at the very least, he is going to rebound, and he is going to do a good job of rebounding. So they got some big guys over there at Wheeler. Uh, I would assume that Wheeler is going to high-low people to death, but we'll talk about that later. So we got Rodney at number six. Um, and the biggest stock riser out of anybody, guy that did not even play varsity last year, is Solomon Ray. Six foot eight, elite shot blogger from Grayson. I don't know how much he's going to play this year. Grayson's got a, a, a bevy of depth. A lot of young big guys, uh, and Ray is still, you know, he's only been playing basketball for one year, but his shot blocking ability is that good that I had to rank him that high. He is an elite shot blocker. If he can stay on the floor, if they put in time, they can develop him, give him a little bit more offense and just, you know, more IQ of knowing what to do out there. He is a monstrous shot blocker, a true game changer, could really affect some games with his defense blocking shots. I am super high on Solomon Ray as a late, late, late bloomer. Only been playing basketball for one year, but Solomon Ray, big time stock riser. Kyle, if we were going to go down as we got further and further into this podcast, further and further down the list from guard to center, um, there are less and less names that you kind of recognize or are household names if you want to call them that. So if you were to make a top 100 list not separated by position but just top 100 players overall, would there be more guards and less centers than 20? Uh, yes, most likely. Uh, Georgia is definitely a guard state. Uh, and it's just hard to find good big men or big men that want to even classify themselves as big men instead of being, you know, no one wants to be, uh, I don't know, Carl Anthony Towns or whoever. Uh, they want to be Kevin Durant. Uh, no one wants to be Shaq. They want to be, you know, all these other type of guys. Uh, ben Simmons want to play point guard, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, there would be more guards than big men, most likely. Uh, but that's just probably where it is everywhere. There's not, just not a lot of six foot eight guys plus walking around all over the place. And some of these rankings, you know, that you rank them as a power forward, but they might play more small forward or might play a different position in college. It, it's it's hard to uh, kind of you know pinpoint these guys at what position they're playing. Malachi Rhodes listed as a center. He was a center at Elka. He's probably he wants to play on the perimeter and play a little three four at Wheeler. So that 
kind of changes things, but you know he's he is a more of a big man uh, skill set wise. Uh, but yeah, I think there would be more guards and big men if we just broke it down by top 100 players. But that's why I do it the way I do it. No one else does it this way. When you want to get a lot of people recognized, there are big men out there. Uh, they have to be found, and uh, you know it kind of helps out with these colleges. They're looking for a. If they're looking for a big man, but you got out of your hundred players, seventy-nine of them are you know under six foot four because they're all guards. That's not really helping these college schools or helping these big guys get to college. But uh, I like to try and break it down by position, makes it a little bit easier to dissect. I can't really compare a guard, a point guard, to a power forward. They play two different styles of games. It's not that fair. We'll throw it over to a question, a final one from Kawasi Reeves. He says. Who is the best senior one-two punch duo on your list um, from the same school? Okoro and Akimbola from McEachern, Trayvon Walker and Zyri Scott from Upson Lee, Tyron Lawrence and Alec Woodard from Morgan County, or someone else? Ooh, that is a, that is a, a, a tough question there. I mean, there's, there's a lot of pretty good one-two punches uh, on this list right now. Uh, Norcross has a couple guys. Dakula, Mikhail Bethea, and uh, Brendan Tucker's not too bad. Buford, you can go Eric Coleman and Marcus Watson, or uh, Marcus Watson and Danelle Nixon. Uh, a lot of good guys. Um, McEachern, I don't, I don't really want to pick Okoro and Babatunde Akinbola because he might not be there. Um, if I had to pick a best one-two punch, uh, as far as just high school goes. And dynamic duo goes off the top of my head. Uh, I think that is a, a, a pretty good pick for us going with um, Tyron Lawrence and Alec Woodard. Those guys have won a ton of games, a ton of games. Haven't quite captured the championship yet, but those guys have won a ton of games. I like them a lot. But with that being said, still Hunter McIntosh and Ben Shepard, they beat those guys. They have they they have something to say about that. Uh, but Alec Woodard and Tyron Lawrence, I, I just like their, the chemistry those two guys have together. And uh, with chemistry alone, probably uh, that 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 would probably be my pick. But yes, Zyri Scott and Trayvon Walker, pretty good. There's a lot of good dynamic duos. But I'll, I'll go with the the Morgan County guys. Just kind of mix it up a little bit. Kyle, as we get to the centers and the end of this list, we have one more comment on Twitter. Eugene Fry at CoachGino31 said, quote, all this player movement, dot, 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 transfer central. And I know that's something we've been tracking. Our next podcast will be about transfers. And I don't know if you want to comment on it now or save it for the next podcast. Let's, <laughs> let's save it for the next podcast because I feel like I might have a lot to say, Ramin. Well, on that note, Kyle, if you have nothing else, no other players you want to mention, I think we can call it a day. This has been a wrap-up of the top 100 players in the GHSA, separated by position. As always, we appreciate you for listening, and you can find everything new on SandySpiel.com, on Twitter, at SandySpiel, and, of course, on the podcast. As we allude to, the next podcast we will be mentioning the transfers, as everything should be. There was a flurry of of activity but everything should be recently settled as school has begun and people are getting ready for the basketball season coming up here in october november so with that on behalf of kyle this is ramin signing off